Comrades, you and I have had a long acquaintance with sorrow. Evil still worse we have known. These two will end. Call back courage. Send away gloomy fear. Perhaps one day to remember these troubles too will bring you pleasure. And that is Aeneas to his followers from the Aeneid by the Roman author Virgil. Why do I start this episode of My Dog Will Eat My Face with that quote? Well, two big reasons. One is apropos to what I'm going to discuss today. And the second reason is a listener of mine with whom I shared that quote again in person because it's one of my favorites, actually, said, oh, great quote. I've never heard that one before. And I immediately chimed in and said, yes, you have. I've said it at least two or three times on my podcast. So... (laughs) I shared immediately when, uh, at the beginning of this podcast to underscore it. It's a quote I've known and memorized for close to 30 years, honestly, since, yeah, about my uh, high school to middle school days. That's when I believe it or not, first read the Aeneid. What a geek, right? <laughs> but that particular line from the treatise that Virgil composed was something that really inspired me, and I would repeat it to myself, just saying it to myself in my mind, when I was experiencing a rough time. And it would truly often buck me up, so to speak. And I say it's apropos for today's topic because I intend to share how things have been for me the last few weeks and probably in the last week in particular. I know there was one week when there was no podcast. No, I did not die or anything like that. I was frankly just too fatigued to really sit down and go through a a entire podcast. I was just... uh, not feeling it. I was more scared of creating a lackadaisical podcast 
just as filler than waiting for me to possibly feel a little bit better and have the strength and will to record something with more meaning. But that's why I come to everyone today. As I stated, I would often repeat this quote to myself when I was going through rough times. And by saying it's apropos to today, I'm clearly stating that I am going through a rough time. And what I'm referring to specifically is some relatively new changes in my health that are definitely less than good. I wouldn't say they're scary because frankly, they're not. But that doesn't mean I'm enjoying them. (laughs) So that's why I chose to discuss what's been going on today. So, stick around and I will share just that. To start with I'm going to have to say that I accidentally lied to all my listeners. (laughs) I know I said at one point I would no longer touch on the swollen lymph node issue and just let lying dogs be, so to speak. But... That's exactly, unfortunately, what we're going to talk about today. Because there came a point in time when I had felt that the lymph node, the swollen one lymph node, on my left side, just around the neck and to the... pectoral area. I had felt that it was actually somewhat receding in size, and so I felt pretty good about that. But that only seemed to last a short while, because then... More recently, it seems to have turned around entirely, and now 
is growing by quite a bit again and has created a lot of significant pain for me in the surrounding areas. I pretty much feel a sharp, stinging pain sort of in my clavicle area whenever I would outreach my arm. So something as simple as grabbing, say, a glass out of a cabinet and reaching up to grab it or even changing the position of my arm from, say, on my lap to resting my head on it. Anything really <laughs> would be very painful. It is now very painful. I feel a sharp, sharp pain. And as I kind of felt around it, the lymph node itself doesn't hurt at all. It's just mushy. Feels like a slightly deflated water balloon, I would say. Or a waterbed. And the areas around it, though, would be very painful. And that would stretch all the way down into my left uh, pectoral muscle. So one of the things I tried to do was to just, with my right hand, massage my left pectoral muscle a little bit, which of course hurt, but also kind of felt good. Like the massage was doing some good with the muscle there. And so that seemed to give me some relief. So I then kind of felt the wrong, along the clavicle itself. <clears throat> and found that at the very end of it, there was a node, like a ball. And it was extremely painful to the touch. Where I could just be sitting there happy as a clam. And all I'd have to do is take a finger and just tap it on the edge of my clavicle, and I would yelp in pain. It's pretty severe. So, I called my hospice team, explaining what was happening, and I did it <clears throat> this last weekend, actually, and because of that, I got basically an emergency weekend nurse, not my usual nurse to come by. And she examined it and she also found some other nodules on the clavicle that were very painful. Not just that one, but others. And when she touched 
the lymph node in my left armpit, I screamed in pain. Some obscenities, <laughs> not expecting that. And all the other lymph nodes were completely fine. So there is the theory that a swollen lymph node, of course, could be almost anything. I guess that's not a theory. That's a fact, actually. A swollen lymph node can indeed almost be anything. Just a, a virus, a, a bug that your body's fighting. That's all. Your lymph nodes are responsible for producing lymphatic fluid, which collects toxins and can store it in the lymph node before it goes to your kidneys and then you pee it out. So it's just the way your body gets rid of toxins. But for an infection like that, the lymph nodes in the neck generally would have to be swollen first and in conjunction with any other swelling. At least that's what my nurse said. So, it's rather anomalous for my neck lymph nodes to be fine and just one side on my left side on the clavicle and apparently in the armpit there are just those two swollen lymph nodes the one near the neck and kind of into the chest kind of uh adjacent to the clavicle there, if you can picture that, is approximately now the size of a softball. So it's not subtle. <laughs> it's not just a little subtle swelling. If I put on a t-shirt, you can see it poking up through the t-shirt. It's, it's kind of embarrassing, actually. But... It's very weird just to have the one side filling up with lymphatic fluid and or toxins while the other lymph nodes are completely fine. So that caused her some serious concern, especially saying that she could feel a few bony-like nodules on my left clavicle that are not necessarily supposed to be there. So, unfortunately, one of her first questions was, do you have any history of cancer? I said no. And 
based on that question, they could tell that she was getting out. So, another possibility, though, apart from cancer, is that reason my lymphatic fluid is not draining correctly and is blocked. Now, I've been aware of this issue. It is pretty serious. It can't. It can be pretty serious. I should say. You don't. You don't want that. <laughs> you don't want blocked lymphatic drainage because that can really mess you up, and it can also lead to some really heavy weight gain in, in strange areas like one leg or one arm, and it's just fluid because it's it's blocked there um the drainage is blocked um so that could be a possibility but this coexisted that is this particular lymph node flaring up well at the same time i lost approximately 20 pounds and experienced a great deal of fatigue and general malaise to quote our good President Carter <laughs> sorry but uh, yeah, yeah I was feeling uh, on some days, like I couldn't get out of bed for, for anything. I would get up to try to eat, maybe get something to drink. And as soon as I got up, I just felt like I needed to go back to bed. And I did, and there were many days where I just slept all day in bed. So... Having those other symptoms, it seems to be that it's unlikely it's a lymphatic drainage issue, but it's a possibility still, a low possibility, because I'm not retaining a lot of fluid. In fact, I'm losing weight. So, what this boiled down to is, <laughs> she said, I need an x-ray immediately, if not sooner, of that area to see what those nodules are on my clavicle. And also to see if there's any lymphatic blockage anywhere that could be occurring on the left side. And to at least narrow down what the possibilities could be. 
Because the third possibility, as I've already stated, actually, is it could just be any general virus or infection that your body is fighting. And she indicated to me, since I'm immunocompromised with my other health issues, it's reasonable to believe that my body may take weeks, months to fight off a relatively simple bug that carries with it no other symptoms because my body's fighting it. And other people, they might have it and they get rid of it in a week or a couple of days, but my body might take a long time to fight it. So, that's still a possibility. But a great way to confirm that is, of course, the x-ray. <laughs> if you see the nodules are nothing anomalous, maybe they're mirrored on the other side, it's just how the bone developed for whatever reason that we're feeling, and it's, it's normal otherwise, then great. And if there's no blockage of lymphatic fluid, better because <laughs> that would narrow it down to an infection of some sort that my body is just having a terrible time getting rid of but that would be relatively benign versus the other two possibilities <laughs> i think that's the most obvious statement I've ever made. <laughs> I would prefer a cold over cancer, yes. <laughs> but the problem I've encountered with hospice is they don't do anything. As best as I can tell, they don't do x-rays. They don't even do blood work. Because as Medicare sees it, you're already dying. Why would we pay for these exams and processes when you're already in hospice care? That is literally how our government looks at it under Medicare, which is unfortunately what I'm under. It's a very pragmatic and brutalist way of handling the finances, I think. In other words, they'll just say we're gonna not treat you for other things because you're already dying. Who cares? Now, my issue with that is pretty obvious. Yes, I could very well be dying. However, I am not dead. <laughs> as best as I can tell. 
I'm still a denizen of this planet, in which case I am subject to all the same crap and injuries that everyone else is. I can get sick. I can hurt myself. I can be injured just like anyone else. And there is no reason why I should not expect treatment for those events when they have nothing to do whatsoever with my reason to be in hospice care. If, for example, I broke my arm, would I not be able to get it cast and properly set to make it heal? Just because I'm in hospice care? That's ridiculous. Why should I have to suffer and be miserable? I might sure be dying of congestive heart failure, but it doesn't mean I want to go through what's left of my life and more pain and suffering than I have to. So, we both felt that if push came to shove, that is, if hospice either says, no, we won't do it, or drags their feet, then what I should probably do is call an urgent care service that I am aware of, and they come to you, and they can even do portable x-rays and come to you. And I actually have used them before while in hospice, and it was covered, because it had nothing to do with the reason why I was in hospice. At the time, I, I just injured my ankle, something stupid, and I had to see if it was broken. So I used the urgent care to, to determine that. They were able to do blood work right there on site in front of me and also do an x-ray and look at the bone and the heel. So that might be the best option for me if I still get a poor response, for lack of a better word, from my current hospice team. So, I have a plan, but does the Welsh writer, what is his name, Robbie Burns, is that the right name? I might have to look that up. Was it Robbie Burns? It's something else Burns. 
Hmm, I have to look that up. <laughs> you can tell that this is all ad lib because I'm so terrible. Yes, I was right. Robbie Burns. Actually, I was wrong, apparently. He was not Welsh. He's Scottish. But, uh, my bad. Anyway, at least I got the name right. He wrote the best made plans of mice and men aft gain ugly. You might be saying, what in the world does aft gain ugly mean? <laughs> it's old, it's old Scottish. It means often don't work out. The best made plans of mice and men. I don't know why he chose mice. I, you know, pick any animal. <laughs> and men. Often get all screwed up. <laughs> and I think about every living human can vouch for that as a true statement. <laughs> so, as I roll into this week, I will give my hospice some time to respond. And if I don't get a satisfactory response, I then hopefully can pursue the urgent care option. But like I already said, the best laid plans of mice and men have gain the glee. Obviously, I didn't say that. Robbie Burns said that. <laughs> so, he was an author and poet from Scotland. Apparently, I thought he was Welsh. I thought the Afghan Glee was Welsh, actually. But I guess no, I don't know. That's weird. Anyway. Whatever language that is, that <laughs> the truth is still the same, and it's still a correct statement. So I do have a plan to address this, and to some extent, at least, to at least know what is going on. But we'll see if that works out at all. But the only way to tell will be to do it and to find out. So we shall indeed see how this plan goes.
and see if I can, at the very least, determine what's going on with respect to my body and these strange pains and nodules on my left side, on my clavicle mainly. So, we shall see. So, with all that being said, my friends, I'm going to close out this week's podcast here because that has been something that's lingered in my mind, honestly, for quite a while. Before the fact Uh, whenever I saw this different nurse actually but she just exclaimed it I would say so that's really my big update that's nothing fun or glamorous But now you at least know why I started this week's podcast with that quote that has, for so many years when I told it to myself, given me strength and hope when I'm going through one of life's many rough patches and we shall see how indeed this all works out when it comes out in the wash later on but for now I'm going to cut this week's podcast a little short around here, like I said, and I really thank all of you for taking the time to listen to my podcast and the things that I have to share. It's honestly very therapeutic for me to talk about these things. It's not unlike journaling, which is also very good, they say, for dealing with heavy subjects and things on your mind. So I'm 
merely journaling, just using a different technology to do it in a different means. My voice as opposed to my hand. But I do thank you again for listening. It does mean so much to me. And I thank you deeply for your support. If you feel like you want to support this podcast any further, you can show support on the podcast's homepage on uh, Spotify. Or you can go to patreon.com slash my dog will eat my face. And for now, I must say, off it is end.